Welcome to episode 196 of This Week in Marketing. I'm your host, Sajid. Today, I'm going over the digital marketing news and updates from the week of January 26 through, excuse me, from the week of January 22 through 26, 2024. First up, there is a update from Google on Google is updating their SEO starter guide. Uh, and last time it this guide was updated was in 2017 and it was released in 2010. The current SEO starter guide, which is about 8,500 words, will be reduced to less than half its size in the upcoming revision. And this was not this was mentioned by Lizzie Sassman from Google, right? And she thinks that the new guide would be about 3,000 words. This reduction will be achieved by cutting out repetitive and redundant information aiming to eliminate duplication and streamlining the content. Key aspects of the updated guide includes focus on modern users, which is the guide will be more concise, focusing on general concepts rather than detailed technical instructions. This change reflects the rise of user-friendly content management systems like WordPress and Wix, which have simplified many aspects of SEO. Elimination of redundancy. The new guide aims to avoid duplicating information available in more extensive resources on Google's search site, uh, search central site. It will serve as a one-stop introductory resource for SEO basics. The third point is potential impact on guides ranking. Gary Illes from Google speculated that the guide's ranking in Google search results might drop due to the reduced word count. However, the emphasis is on making the guide more user-friendly rather than maintaining its length for ranking purposes. And this is a good uh, point for you, the listener, to keep uh, in the back of your head as to, you know, sometimes, you know, even for Google, documents can get... um, lower ranking or may drop off from the ranking or index and it's just the way of life lastly uh, this is going to be a feedback driven uh, revision where john miller of google highlighted that the reader feedback has been instrumental in reshaping this guide the goal is to make it more suitable for modern websites and accessible to those new to seo The updated guide will be a valuable resource for understanding the fundamentals of SEO in a more digestible format. It will provide clear, impactful advice without overwhelming readers with excessive details or outdated practices. All in all, I myself am looking forward to it and I feel like a lot of the confusion that is out there in the SEO world will probably be addressed in the SEO starter guide and Uh, business owners will have to suffer a lot less. Next up, Google stands. There is no such thing as guaranteed traffic in SEO. This was a statement made by John Miller, uh, and obviously it has gotten everyone's uh, attention, right? And Miller is saying, like, no one, even experts, can guarantee increased traffic due to a website as a result of specific changes. Uh, And this was obviously, as you may guess, in response to an inquiry from a user on, I believe it was X, which used to be known as Twitter. Yeah, it was on X. Okay. So the point here is that this highlights a crucial aspects of obviously the SEO. Uh, There is no such thing as guaranteed SEO. SEO involves optimizing your website to rank higher in search engine results, ideally increasing visibility and traffic. However, 
the algorithms that search engines use are complex and constantly evolving. Um, and, you know, you might come across many SEO professionals uh, saying, oh, we can grow this. And these are just estimates and formulas to predict the ROI, return on investment of making specific changes to a website. Uh, but in reality, it could meet that estimate, it could exceed that estimate, or it could just fall flat. So I want you, the reader, to proceed with caution and not just get overly optimistic and overly invested on a particular set of results, thinking you know, if I make these changes, this is these are the results we're going to see on the other end. Again, uh, next up, we have Google's stance on HTML structure for SEO rankings. A lot of people think that, you know, if you have structured your HTML in a certain way, this would probably uh, have influence on your Google ranking and you'd probably uh, rank higher, particularly with um, things like H1, H2 tags. So Gary Illes, again, uh, from Google, during this latest episode of Search of the Podcast, from where you know, I got a lot of these updates that I'm covering today, uh, said that, you know, the structure, HTML structure of the web page does not significantly impact search rankings. Uh, this uh, is a common misconception among website owners and SEO specialists who often prioritize meticulous HTML structuring in the hopes of boosting the search rankings. Ilias emphasized the value of diversity in web design and structure, suggesting that if website had the same HTML structure, the internet would become monotonous. He acknowledged that while basic elements like headings, title tags, and well-organized paragraphs are beneficial, obsessing over integrate, integrate details of HTML structuring is largely unnecessary for SEO purposes. And I've seen uh, instances where they would have, oh, we can only have one H H1 tags, which is like the main header, uh, which is probably saved for uh, title, and then H2 tags, subtitle, and we cannot have more than a two, one, two H2s, and we can have more than three H2s. I mean, they it can really get, uh, you know, nitty-gritty and too scientific. And what's what I'm taking from there is that, look, you don't have to get too... Um, deep into it, but at the same time, you probably don't want to have two titles because then again, this SEO, uh, the Google bot is going to be uh, confused. Anyway, uh, the other thing is in back in 2018, John Miller of Google also said the same thing, uh, that while a clear content structure is helpful for users, it does not directly influence ranking. This reinforced the idea that user experience should be primary focus rather than complexity of HTML structure. Hope this helps. Let's jump on to the next one. The next one is Google bot does not read content within HTML comments, right? And this says something has been clarified by John Mueller where it says, you know, there are parts of website code not visible to users like you, the visitor, or me, the visitor, but can contain notes or additional information for developers. And sometimes it was believed to influence Google's understanding of a site content. However, John Mueller is clarifying that Googlebot, the search engines of Google's scrolling software, does not utilize the content within these HTML content comments for indexing or ranking purposes. So hope uh, this helps you and also Mueller response uh, clearly under, underlines an essential principle of web content uh, creation, which is the importance of creating content uh, or putting content directly on web pages rather than hidden HTML elements like HTML comments. 
Next up is uh, understanding Google's re-indexing process for a website update. And this is something uh, closely tied to what we have covered in the recent past, I believe the last week or the week before, where we were talking about, you know, uh, should you, uh, if you're making a big changes to your website, big updates to the UI, then you might get affected with um, the ranking. So now... John Mueller is saying again, right, uh, is that, you know, sometimes it is, it's necessary to redesign and make significant changes to your website, right? Uh, but what he's saying, you know, when you make a significant change, there is no direct method to request a complete website crawl, recrawl and re-indexing all at once. When changes are made to a site, Google's search algorithms automatically update the indexing over time. However, there are strategies that uh, that you can expedite this process. Number one, utilize 301 response code. When a web page's URL changes, a 301 redirect will help with that. This a 301 redirect will inform search engine that the page has permanently moved, prompting them to index the new URL. This is crucial for maintaining search rankings during transitions. Employ 404 server response code, which basically means page no longer page not found, and this will signal to Google's bot or Google search engine that um, this page no longer exists, and then probably it's time to remove it from their index. Link important pages. Google gives priority to crawling significant pages like uh, homepage, and this was covered in the past episode. Linking key pages uh, from these areas can be beneficial. If you have missed those uh, last two or three episodes, please go back and uh, listen to them. I have covered this in details over there. And update key information prominent pages like essential updates like phone numbers, addresses should be prominently displayed on your website, preferably on the most visited pages. Mueller also mentioned that a major restructuring of a website like changing many URLs or switching content management systems may may necessitate a more thorough re-evaluation of the site by Google. This process can be more time-consuming and impact your uh, site's search rankings temporarily. My takeaway is don't try to change the site completely in one go. Do it in phases, do it in slowly, and kind of, you know, do a uh, stop-and-go approach if you can. Next up is on Google Ads front. Google Ads is introducing Gemini-powered campaign creation. This is in beta, and this beta access is open to conversational uh, – sorry, beta access is open to – is now fully available to – English language advertisers in the US and UK, and it will be rolling out globally to all English language advertisers over the next few weeks. So from what I've seen in the demo and the announcement, all I will tell you is that basically what it does is like you know, having chat GPT built into Google Ads where you can you know issue some comments and it's gonna you know give you some like you know, give me some more headlines, it's gonna throw you some headlines, and if you like it, you add it to your um, you know responsive search ads. So it's a first step in the right direction. Again, obviously Google does not use uh, it will not integrate with chat GPT, so they have their own thing called Gemini uh, powered uh, or Gemini. Yeah, this AI model, but I, I think since we all are familiar with ChatGPT, I figured you know if I use the word term ChatGPT, you'd kind of understand how it all works. Um, so if you are creating new ads and you are scratching your you know head because you are unsure what to put, what other uh, headlines you can use, probably this would be helpful. 
Now, let's come to this uh, thing in Google search ads, which is the understanding the other search terms. And this was actually uh, clarified by Google's uh, ad liaison, Ginny uh, Barvin, uh, basically after an uh, advertiser or a uh, advertiser on behalf of a client, uh, advertiser, let's just say advertiser, said that he noticed or she noticed a high percentage of ad spend and conversions in a campaign using all exact match keywords. However, they were attributed to other search terms. So Marvin, in response, Marvin explained that search queries not meeting Google ads, privacy thresholds are aggregated into the other search terms category. To better understand the performance of these aggregated terms, Marvin recommended using search term search terms insight on the insights page. Search term insights analyzes all search terms, including those not included in the standard search terms report for privacy reason. The tool groups terms based on intent and attributes provide attributes, providing metrics for each category and subcategory. This feature helps advertisers understand how customers search for and engage with their business on Google without needing to sift through individual terms, some of which are kept private. So hope this was helpful uh, for if you're a business owner, this means that while search terms may be aggregated under other due to privacy thresholds, they can still gain valuable or you can still gain valuable insights into your campaign's performance by just going through the other search terms or search term insights. Cool. Uh, last update of this week is that LinkedIn is retiring lookalike audiences starting February 29, 2024. Lookalike audiences on LinkedIn has been a crucial tool for reaching potential customers. They allow ads to be shown to new individual who, individuals who share similar characteristics with the business's existing customers, thereby increasing the likelihood of reaching an audience interested in their products or services. As LinkedIn phases out this feature, advertisers now must revise their audience targeting strategy. Now, LinkedIn is suggesting two main alternative, one alternatives. One is predictive audience and the other one is audience expansion. Predictive audiences uses uh, or predictive audience uses data from contact lists, conversions, or lead gen form sources to forecast potential buyers most likely to take action. Audience expansion, on the other hand, broadens the scope of matched audience and targets targets users based on LinkedIn attributes such as skills or interests. For existing campaigns using lookalike audiences, it's vital to transition to these new options to maintain an effective targeting approach. LinkedIn will provide 30-day grace period during which unused lookalike audiences can be accessed before being archived. Additionally, the API for creating lookalike audiences through third-party marketing platforms such as HubSpot will be discontinued, urging mar- and LinkedIn is urging marketeers to explore other options. Folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. This is your host, Sajid, signing off. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.